how hard did you push it till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. Happening municipals, this is Big C and Ashton. We got some special guests here. We got our boys Andre and Paulo, the owner of Coos Bay and his brother who runs the magnificent restaurant and bar that they got here. It is one of I I'm gonna just say it, it's probably me and Ashton's favorite gem that we've come across since we started the pod. <laughs> Dude, I'm drunk, I'm happy, and the biggest thing is we played Bandon yesterday, unbelievable, but this place, not blowing smoke up, I'm sitting right here, not blowing smoke up y'all's ass, like, this is everything that's right about golf, and I'm excited to have this conversation, and yeah, it's just like everything from like greens fees to pace of play to just the biggest thing is I was talking with Paolo all throughout the day, being my cart buddy, is just um, the human connection, you feel it in a way that... I've, it's just really hard to find. Will, most, yeah. who works in the pro shop, yep. is a fucking gem. You can't just walk into a club and, and have this guy working at your shop. Like, he, he's not someone you find at public courses. Well, you gotta, you gotta describe him. What was he wearing? So he's all about the pants. So this dude... John Daly. John Daly. I, I instantly, instantly thought it was John Daly. So well, actually, did he tell you the story? No. Oh, not. I'll tell you the story then. All I right. talked to him. I said, I like your pants. He said he met John Daly almost 20 years ago. And he actually walked holes with John Daly. And ever since then, he's been slowly collecting pants. But he met John Daly like 20 years ago. And that was his inspiration to buy these like crazy ass pants. And he's like, it makes me really happy. And I was like, that is an incredible no story. No joke. He was wearing black pants. Paint splatter. That were paint splatter plaid. So all black pants, but where they paint splattered on, it was plaid. Yeah. They, they were the most insane pants. To be honest, Will is probably the only person I've ever seen that could pull that look off. Yeah. If you were those, I would if, just... I know. wouldn't play golf in them. I couldn't... Yeah. I, there's no way. But we we got to shut up. Like, introduce our, like, Andre, Paolo, jump in and say hello. What's up, guys? This is Andre. <laughs> hello, hello. It's Paolo. So these are, are the men that make up Coos Bay. We've spent uh, a lot of time with let, these guys in the last that. 25 It's hours. actually Coos Golf Club. Yeah. Not Coos Bay Golf Club, Coos Golf Club. Chris is wearing the hat right now. Where, instantly had to buy a hat. And it looks good. It looks good. <laughs> it looks really good. I appreciate it. I love it. <laughs> so today, no, he's not complimenting your dumbass. He's complimenting the hat. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, it looks good. Like, okay, wow. The, the it hat, looks good hey, on Chris. <laughs> I make it look fucking good. So you better just. But I'm going to compliment the excellent hat. You should You should come. You should, you should have to take a cart. You should get a delicious drink. And my man, Paolo, knows how to make a drink and buy a hat. It'll make you look good. Big C, beautiful. He's more beautiful now. Yes. Our, our little sister made that logo. Really? Yeah. What was she, it? She designed it. Wow. What was it, what was it before you guys bought the course? Well, when we bought the course in 2017, the course was called Watson Ranch Golf Course. So the guy we bought it from. Which does not match yeah, the area. It like, has that makes not, no yeah, sense. Yeah, <laughs> no sense. For, for 85 years, this place was called Coos Country Club. Okay. This Pri- guy bought private, the course. Private, right? Yep, private, private country club. This guy bought it from the members and then promptly changed it to Watson Ranch Golf Course, and people were pissed off about it. So when we got the course, we had lots of conversations about whether or not we should change the name. And 
we found out right away that we needed to do that because the members were asking for that. Yeah. And so lots of conversations later, we came up with Goose Golf Club because we're not a country club. No. We didn't want to be that, you know, but we wanted to also honor the past yeah. of what this place was. And people have loved it. Yeah. They've they've really kind of, you know, grown attached to that, I think. And, and it, it brings them back to where things were. Yeah. Um, and then that logo kind of came out when, yeah. when my sister came out here. We asked her to do the logo because she was doing design school stuff. And it's awesome. It's been it's been a phenomenal thing. So, yeah, well, cool. You, you guys come out here in golf club is the right name for it because there's there's different things that you call, you know, public courses. In my mind, when you call a course golf club, it means you're coming out for certain things. You're coming out for the people. You're coming out for a quality experience. And you're coming for the golf more than you are anything else. And the people that come along with it really make up a club. And that doesn't need to be private. But when you call it a golf club, it's a different atmosphere than calling it, you know, something else i mean there's another thing there's a bunch of different things that people call call golf courses but i think a golf club is a community of people that make up a it's kind of just like a melting pot here and the people that you guys have curated that make up the community that has come over the few years that you guys have taken over the course is fucking incredible i mean so we're going to get into it um, before we do about how what our experience was here at Coos Bay today. Um, I want people to know where they can find some information on Coos because you guys have been you guys had the USGA out here um, that did a great uh, follow up with you guys. You guys were in was it Golf Magazine? Yeah. Yeah. Golf Magazine. So there's been some incredible write ups on what has occurred here and what you guys have been doing. So, Andre, tell us where they can find that information. Yeah, so probably the easiest place, I mean, you can find us on any of the social social media mediums. You know, we have an Instagram page, Coos Golf Club, um, Facebook, um, but on the internet, you can just go to www.coosgolfclub.com um, and we have all the information. We probably need to update our pictures a little bit more um, just because we're so busy that we don't get enough pictures or take enough pictures and get them out. Um, we're small budget course, so everything we do is kind of in-house. Um, but you can find the USGA video that the USGA put together on our homepage, um, which is just a really cool um, five to ten minute video that um, goes over a little bit of our story um, as much as they could have put um, into a little piece there, um, which is really, really cool. But we have most of our information there on, on the website. Um, and, you know, anybody, we've, we've had a lot of people just finding us on Google recently, you know, because every time new people come into the course when I'm here, I always ask, like, oh, how did you, how'd you find out about us? And they're like, oh, we just Googled. We're driving through the coast and, um, you know, any golf course in Coos Bay. And, and you guys were the first one that came up. So uh, pictures looked awesome. So we came out. So um, anybody can find us at um, through that medium, obviously. So if you guys don't know where Coos Bay is, Coos Bay is about 25 to 30 minutes north of Bandon, uh, the Bandon Resort um, in the city of Bandon. It, if you're coming flying into to play Bandon, you're most likely coming through Coos Bay. If you come through Coos Bay, please come see Andre and Paulo. I mean, 
and please tell them that the municipal sent you. They will take care of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Please, please come see them because I'm telling you, anybody that listens to our pod and you enjoy our takes on courses, this is the epitome of what we talk about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the greens are fantastic. The course is kept up meticulously. Um, I, I mean, I can't, I can't talk anything more about how yeah. amazing the course and is. And I think, like, you should go watch the USG video, but I, I'd love to hear you two just give the five-minute synopsis. Because I know, uh, Paolo, you were the one who kind of found the ad and, and all the story. I think that telling the five-minute Reader's Digest version is helpful. And then we could talk more about our day. So, that, you know, again, we don't want to belabor a point that's already been done. But I think that people who are like, what is this golf course? They should know a little bit because sure. the story's on. And we've learned a lot today. The story's even, incredible. Yeah, I think it's, it's worth it's worth sharing kind of the, the Reader's Digest version. Well, it's really funny because in <laughs> From my perspective, the it's hard to think about where it all began because the avalanche has gone way too far, right? So how do we think about the, the little snowball that created the huge snowball that this is it has become? And, you know, it was Mother's Day of 2017, and I'm sitting at my job, and I'm looking online at Craigslist like I normally do, and I find this ad for... A golf course for sale and I without commentary send it to my brother in a text message and half an hour later I get a message from him and it's like if we're in on this are you in and I'm like are you kidding me are you fucking kidding me uh yeah I'm in and Wait, you, you, have to, you have to think of context like did you just like google Golf? Like, like, how did you? Well, no, how did so, you get to this? So I, 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 at that looking time, for shoes or like at the time. Estate? At that time, I'm working for Alaska Airlines, and so my whole thing is, I look on Craigslist for anything because I'm a deal guy. I like to this day, I find deals. Like, like I, I, <laughs> I find deals, and I'm like, hey, there's an anomaly in real estate price for this. Then that's exactly what I thought when I found this ad. But I'm like, I don't want to run a golf course. My brother might because he works for ESPN. And sure enough, I send it without commentary to him, and they think it's a joke. And it wasn't a joke because I'm like, the real estate price is an anomaly. And uh, and there's multiple layers that I'm thinking about it when I send it to him. And when he sends it, and when he sends the 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 response back to me is like, are you in? And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, okay, if you're in, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> you know, like. And, and to be clear, you told me you had a great job with Alaska Airlines at the time. Like, oh, I did. And yeah. and my thing is like, like, I've been doing customer service for, I mean, for lack of a better, like, for a formal description, I've been doing this since I was in high school. You know, and and um, and it's just about the connection part, which is which is really another function of what Coos Golf Club is about, right? I mean, that first whole, like, three months after my brother and sister-in-law acquired the golf course and decided that it was their new project, we would have these sessions at, at after working the golf course, right? And we would talk about what we learned that day. And my brother would be like, wait, wait, how'd you find out, out that information? And I'm like, I don't know, I just talk to people. And that's from 15 years of working at Alaska Airlines in the business lounge at SeaTac, learning how to talk to people. And I wasn't using that information for any other reason than getting to know them, right? And we got to know that, like, 
the rhododendrons on seven that are on the ups upside of the back side of seven green. Such a hard hole also. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Not easy. They're they're all there for people's parents who passed away, right? They they planted those rhododendrons years ago and then they spread their ashes on on that hole. And it's like, God man, that's so fucking cool. It's like and for us it's like uh, maybe this is bigger than what it is, right? We're just we're like stewards of this this place that's really special for this community and it kind of coincides with who we are. Right? Like, okay, yeah. Like I don't know, like I never intended on being involved in food. But I always liked food. I was a fat kid when I was growing up because I liked food. <laughs> Amen. And now I'm like, oh, this is the best way to make a hot dog. <laughs> right? And he makes a fucking solid hot dog, guys. I gave him a good 9 out of 10 on the hot dog scale. That's a big deal. So, <laughs> I by the way, that. I've never in my life have had somebody sous vide a hot dog for me. And it was a game changer in the hot dog spectrum. Um, You're gonna I, start serving hot dogs at home. Yeah, it, it might. I, my, me, and my wife might be making a <laughs> not uh, your wife. trip. What's it? no making a oh. trip to go buy a souvenir okay. souvenir machine? Okay, Maggie's not eating so hot dogs. I can now make them at home because it she's was, gonna be like do something else for me. She loves you, but no, she's not. She's me, not into the hot dog game. Like, well, me. actually, she might actually love you even more because all she needs to do is stick the sous vide like the hot dogs in a ziploc bag in the water submerged and she doesn't have to do anything that's true <laughs> but that's but true. the thing, the thing that with their relationship is chris is the food guy though i uh, cook okay i'm the i'm the chef mm, in the house so she's not making him sous vide hot dogs <laughs> no he's got an immaculate bathroom floor but his ass is getting the food well the thing yeah. about sous vide is that it's like you don't have to like you get maximum return for a minimum effort. Yeah, it's really easy, but super fucking good. Hot Thank dogs. you. Thank you. Super good hot. Dogs. And and you know I think that like, I it surprises me that, well no it doesn't surprise me it just it's just not something that people have realized, it's a tool that they can, they can use, to make a really great hot dog. Yeah. You know, and, and I've done it for lots of other different foods and, and things that we've served here in the clubhouse. And uh, and it's great. I think, you know, it's 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 not a cut around. It's not a, like a, you're not cutting corners. No. It's something that actually works and you should take advantage of the tools that you have available to you. And you talk so, a lot about steaming. You guys hear that? Get yourself a sous vide machine. Sous vide machine. <laughs> sous vide. Sous vide machine. And, so and, American. and go make yourself some food. <laughs> Get yourself a sous vide machine. Put it up, and it's all good. Okay. Just Which put is it on actually your... French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I put my sous vide and my F one fifty. It was absolutely killer when I made that sous vide. But no. back to the back to your guys' story. So, um, I mean, so after, you know. You guys decided to buy it and, and well, get it all going. So he sends this text message, and I, I look at it and, and I'm just like, oh, this is pretty funny. And I show my wife, and she's like, oh, it's just a joke. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. He's just sent it to us. It's. She's like, where is it? And I was like, I don't know, Medford or something like. That. I've been to Medford. It's pretty cool. At this 
point in time, I was seven years in at ESPN, and which is like my dream company to work for. I love that place, and everyone there knew that I love that place. I'm like, man, you're a lifer. But you don't live in Sanford, can I, like? Cause no, no, yeah, no. I um, so ESPN has satellite offices everywhere, and so our my office was in Seattle, and I did a lot of traveling internationally and domestically so I was all over I went to Bristol probably twice a year New York four or five times a year and I Stanford yeah yeah it's close enough yeah over there but so I was like I was at this point I was kind of almost at the end of my rope there was some changes in upper management and I was kind of like ready for maybe a little bit of a change and I don't know if my brother knew that even when he sent me this text message Um, but it, it, it piqued my interest enough and and so my wife, my wife and I would, were talking about it that day, and and when I showed her this, and she's like, "Wow, she's like, we cannot buy a house in West Seattle for this price," because we had been looking in West Seattle, which was where our kids went to school. She's like, "We can't buy a house in West Seattle for this price, but you can own a golf course wherever the heck it is, in 160 acres." She's like, "Why don't you just look into that a little more?" <laughs> and I was like, that's probably really? Not, that's probably not the answer you're expecting. No, not, absolutely not. And and I don't even know if that's the answer I would want necessarily, <laughs> right? It was just yeah. like, okay, all right, let's, let's, let's research it. And literally for the next two weeks, we were just nonstop researching this and trying to figure out where it was, what the name of the course was, and then like what – what would we have to do if we actually wanted to try and buy this course? It was bananas. I mean, we found out in two days where it was and just sleuthing online and, and finding the actual like listing on a real estate site. Um, and then, and at the same time, Paulo actually found out where it was too via a friend of ours. Um, family friend. Family friend. We went to high school with their kids <laughs> that, that are from Coos and so the mom who, so I've been coming to Coos a long time because they lived here and I would visit them. And this family so happened to be coming through the airport, um, traveling through after visiting their family on the Tuesday after I had sent the text message to my brother, which was three days. That's wild. And I said, Oh, my, my brother's thinking about buying a golf course. And she's like, oh, that's the old Coos Country Club. And I was like, oh, I don't think it was a country club. And she's like, no, the, the country club's for sale in Coos. And I'm like, no, it was, it was a Medford, Medford posting in Craigslist. It wasn't Coos. And she's like, no, the, the country club's for sale. Also, why would they put this on Craigslist? Yeah, it's, wow. it's random. Just all of it's crazy. Really, right? It's so complete. <laughs> And, yeah. and it's even more crazy that my good family friend has no association, to like, other than, like, I'd come here for 10 years and, like, visited, because we went to high school with their kids, right? And so their oldest daughter was my really, one of my really great friends from high school, and she would be like, hey, I'm going to go visit my friends, or my parents. They live in this awesome place on the beach. You want to come and hang out? And I'm like, yeah, we'll come and hang out. So I, I'd do that. and. And I loved it down here. I, I'd been coming down here for like that long, and I'm like, how do I get my family down here? Because this is a really cool place. And 
sure enough, like she says that the country club's for sale. And I'm like, I'm not sure. And I check with my brother, and he's like, no, it's 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 the country club in Coos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was bananas. Um, how how that all came into you know <laughs> just kind of existence a little bit. So I think it was maybe even a week after that, we were like, we got to go down there. Because it started getting where me and my wife were literally talking about, we'd be up to like midnight, 1 a.m. talking about this. And like, what if we got this place and we did X, Y, and Z? Um, and we're, we're talking about like, oh, kind of, what's the, what's the competitive market down there? We're literally like all of our business senses came in. We've never owned a business, but we were like, oh, this is super fun, like getting into a project together. Me and my wife haven't been able to do that in a long time, and it was super fun just like both of us putting all of our energy into like this one thing, yeah. and it was like, this is, this is awesome. It was super fun. Um, so we ended up coming down here. We were like, we got to go and see this place. If we're actually serious, um, because I had reached out to the broker got all the financial information and everything so I was like and I after looking at that I was like if we can figure out like what it means to buy a golf course and how to do that because is it like buying a house I have no idea but let's if we can figure this out I was like I think we need to do it just by looking at the 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 numbers because there's something crazy about it and uh, I think we can make this work and it will be worth it for us I was like, but I don't know what any of that means. We need to go check this place out. So we decided to come down. And um, on our way down, I, I told my brother, I was like, hey, can you reach out to the close family friends? And I was like, because I, I want to have dinner with them and um, just ask them a bunch of questions. Because the husband was part of the country club back in the day. He grew up oh, playing here. That's awesome. This is where he learned to play golf. And then he went to college on golf scholarships. So he's a very good golfer. And, and his this kids is, played golf. And it, yeah. yeah. So it was, so, and they agreed. They're like, yeah, after you guys play, why don't you come out and we'll have dinner? And we ended up playing out here, met Will, <laughs> had a, just like an awesome time. It was crazy. Uh, I mean, I was like, okay, at this, we were preparing ourselves because I was like, well, with the, at the price that this golf course is, it's got to be a shithole. <laughs> so, guys, just from what he said, too, Will came with the course. <laughs> yes. Just so you guys know. And it was probably the best part of the purchase. Well, how long has Will? How long has Will Will's been here? Ten plus years. Yeah, so he's I think been it's like fourteen years. Yeah, and so he's been through the ups and downs, um, and and we'll get into that a little bit later because it's it's really cool for him, I think, and to see his like what he's. Well, been see what I'm see. saying, Muni Madness. He chipped in tonight. I know, absolutely. He made Actually. Hell yeah. He, he's never played a Mini Madness. You guys yeah. have witnessed him. That was the his first one. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Which is super awesome. Actually, and, he and there's like, he's, he's had an aversion awesome. towards it. He's had an aversion towards Mini Madness for some reason. and Because it, it was never on the has night. He ever, has he ever vocalized Do you it? Think it was well, no, no, no. He was just like, I, he's thing? just like, it's not me. Uh, it's like, it's not me. Is it mostly a caddy well, thing? Is that why? No. I don't know why, but he's, for me personally, he's always verbalized that with me. And, and tonight, it was really good to see Will out here and, and like so to understand that like he's like he just he was just playing, which is very different from like Will and I play every Monday, right? And my brother's here, we play together, but we play every Monday and it's it's typically not here. We'll go and play a different course. And cause his perspective is like, I want you to play a different course so you guys can experience a different course, right? And he's got all these connections around the the Oregon Golf Course Association. And you mean Will has all the connections. Yeah. yeah. And so he'll always be like, oh, we're going to go, we're, we're playing here. And I'm like, you just tell me, I'll just ride along, right? 
And so when my brother's here, we'll, we'll go. And so, but he never plays Muni. And tonight, like, I looked at him when I saw him, and he just had the smile on his face. Yeah. And I was like, dude, well, so good to see you playing out he, here. He tried and, to get out of it. He was like, I'm going to I'm gonna stay and, and work in the shop. And I go, no, 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 you're playing with us. I go, I want you out there. Yeah. We got the municipal boys out here. I was like, you are going to play with us. Yeah. You need to be out there. And he's like, all right. He's like, if you want me out there, I'm going to be out there. I was like, I want you out there. Well, I guess it's probably a good time. Could you tell us, explain to the people what Muni Madness is? Because, man, that was that was a fucking that riot. Was, right? yes. I mean, it's... I've never seen that before. Absolutely. So, Muni Madness is this game. It's basically a skins game um, that one of the caddies, probably the best, one of the best golfers around the area here. Well, um, he shot the best. So, yeah, he owns our course record. All the caddies, too, are from Bandon Dunes. Mm-hmm. So you guys know. We're talking about all yep. the caddies from, from Bandon. Yeah, so one of our good friends, um, shortly after um, my wife and I acquired the course, he, we met with him, and he, he asked, like, hey, can we put together this game? Um, at the course and he's like if so when what days could we have the course or whatever and I was like look I was like any afternoon is pretty much slow around here I was like I'll give you nine holes pick a day Monday Tuesday or Thursday are probably the best because they're there's super slow days he's like all right let's let's do a Tuesday afternoon I was like quick sweet I'll give you nine holes um, and do whatever you need to do. So he sets up basically all nine holes on either the front or the back nine, and they're all set up as par threes. So he'll go out beforehand, and he'll set up a hole that is anywhere from 160 yards to 100 yards. Um, And basically everybody is going to go to that tee box that's playing in the game, and there could be 20, 30 people in the group, and everybody's teeing off at the same time. And all you're trying to do is get a birdie or a hole in one. Um, you pay in tonight. We paid twenty bucks. Ten bucks went into the skins pot. Ten dollars went into the hole in one pot. And if you get a birdie on a hole, and you're the only one to birdie that hole, if there's multiple groups out of all the groups, then you get a skin. And out of all the skins, you divide up. You know how many skins the money that's totaled in the pot divided by how many skins are, and that goes. So we had 180 in the pot tonight, and seven skins. So they all got, I don't know, 25 each. Stupid and then there's a Andrew whole... Well, basically one person. <laughs> Absolutely. And then if there's a hole-in-one, the, the hole-in-one pot basically goes to that person. But then also, guys, if you're the only one to birdie a hole, everybody else playing pays you $2 on that hole. Yeah, it's called the whip-out. It's called the whip-out. Yes. And and that sometimes changes. Like tonight we did $2. Sometimes there's a $5 group. Sometimes there's a $10 group. It just depends on what people want to do and how comfortable people people feel. You know, it's it's all about having fun. So like tonight I was like, let's just do a $2 whip out, have a good time. And it felt like a lot after there was five straight. Well, because he's fucking making <laughs> yeah. putts everywhere. It was unbelievable. Kimball, Kimball, first five holes had four four whip outs. It was fucking ridiculous. And long putts, no, too. Yeah, it was it was. A, it was Man, they were great. So it's it's a super fun game. There's there's particular rules. No practice swings. No posing on the tee box. Everybody is teeing off from the same tee box at the same time. There was 18 of us in the group. But you could talk in anyone's back swings. Talk in the back swings. (laughs) Um, uh, You you. You gotta, you gotta have flat uh, uh, mark ball markers. If you're the guy, for I, I, I gotta money. say, I should have, I should have, I should have said this. I know I'm drive by shooting him. The one guy with the Mizuno hat, <laughs> that 
That was not a fucking flat ball. That was definitely not. Not his big old abandoned dunes coin. Come on, man. But if but if one guy, the last guy that's putting, and usually you putt furthest in, obviously, the if the last guy that's putting is is putting to win the hole for a birdie. Everybody can get in his line. The only rule is you can't touch him, and, but any kind of distraction method yeah, possible. Yeah, you can't ruin his like, line. You can't yeah. touch well, him. Well, you can step in his line, apparently. Uh, you, well, you can't just step on it. You can be, like, straddling you it. You straddling it. <laughs> but That's you can be it's six inches above the ball. It's oh, it's great with your with your club. And if the ball hits another ball, it disqualifies. That yes, ball. yeah. So, so you want to mark your ball right away if you're it, on it, the green. I was it, taking it, a it, drink it. with Paolo, and I realized I was like within six feet. I I fucking <laughs> dropped my drink and took off. It happened to me too. I hit it within two three inches on one of the holes. It was almost a hole in oh, one. Oh, it was close. And literally, Chris didn't know that. That I hadn't like she yes, thought someone yes. else chipped the chip at that point. Hit, she almost moved the and ball. And she almost hit my ball with her chip and I had to run up and, <laughs> and mark it or I would have been disqualified with it. <laughs> Unfortunately, fucking um, Andre over here fucked me <laughs> and I was in for the money and he sinks well, like you, was that a, a chip in? Is no, puff no, no, no. figuring? Puff from off the green. Oh yeah, you did put it from off the green. No, no, no. That was the hole that I hit it within three, three no. or four. Yes. Nope. nope. You putted it off the green for yeah. The next the one hole is the one you made it my from. Fault. Like, yeah. Yeah. My fault. Yeah. My fault. Yeah. Because that one that was, was a, sick. That was yeah. a hole after. Yes. I, I put it to three or four yep. inches. Yeah. Big, big C putted in from the rough. It wasn't even the fringe. That was from the no, rough. From the rough on a downhill yeah. slope. It was sick. And, and then, then I, I drained. Dumped it in. I dumped a 20, Just 25 footer. Me. And I had only hit probably two greens up to that point. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was, that was pretty awesome. But then you went and birdied the next hole. That was the hole you were yeah. like inches from. But someone couldn't hit a And then I couldn't hit a green for the rest. And then my brother capped rough. me later. Your, your, your cold shank on the I, I couldn't oh. play at all, but the fact that I capped my brother means something. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. That was pretty Actually, that was, that was a long nice. putt, too. I drained an awesome putt on that on the seventh hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but Muni Madness was awesome. But going back to this morning, I mean, I think, like, we, we got to play. We did a, a match play, me and Paolo versus um, Andre and Chris, and that was super fun. And the thing I want to call it is, again, conditioning. And, Andre, I think it's a great time also if you tell the story a bit about the greens, right? Because, I mean, I think, like, the greens, I mean, I, I think I four-putted twice today. <laughs> I hit it great. I putted like shit. But it's because the greens are really subtle, but a big part of what you told us on the FaceTime call was you just cut the greens but I think that's a really a really interesting story because it's not at all what I expected yeah so when we first got here the probably the biggest thing and the caddies all said this to us um, was that the greens were really slow and you know at that point I was like still learning I'm like okay I've never owned a golf course never ran a golf course so I don't necessarily know I was a 20 handicap at the time and um, and so I didn't necessarily know. I like to play golf, but it was like, okay, greens just need to, you just need to roll a putt. Um, but I learned pretty quickly that the greens got to be nice and they got to roll at a certain speed to have some, you know, that people really like. Um, so when we got here, I was like, okay, these greens are actually rolling really slow. And so within two days, uh, we got here on a Saturday when we got ownership, me and my son drove down here and... I was like talking to the maintenance crew and I said, what's what's going on with the greens? Um, why are they so slow? 
and they said, well, we gotta, we gotta lower the, the reels on our greens mowers, and the guy that does that is out on medical leave. I said, okay, well, can we get a hold of him so that we can talk about how this needs to, how we can get that fixed? Like, okay, yeah. So he comes out the next day and he's like, I told these guys how to lower the reels. They know what to do. Um, And they're already all set. I'm like, okay, can we just do it? And then the other guys were like, whoa, like slow down. We can't just cut the grass that much. We will burn the greens. I'm like, okay, and and I was like, will we know right away if we're burning the greens? They're like, yeah, it will turn like this yellowish brown like right away. I'm like, sweet, go up to that putting green. We have two putting greens here. And I said, go to that upper putting green and mow a quarter of it at this height that we want it to be at. And if it starts turning yellow and brown, stop, and we'll baby that shit back up, and then we will figure out what our next game plan is gonna be. But if it doesn't, go mow every freaking green on the course. So I come back the next day and these guys are like giddy, like they just got off a freaking ride at Disneyland, right? Oh my God, we got all 18 done. And I was like, sweet, let's go. And then there were people who played, you know, three days in a row, some members uh, that I had seen the previous three days. And they go out there and play that day and they're like, what the hell just happened? I'm like, what, what's going on? And they're like, it's a different different course out there. What did you do? And I go, oh yeah, we mowed the greens. <laughs> Literally, that's what I said. We mowed the greens. I don't know. Like we didn't spend any more money <laughs> to do that. And the course was already like significantly different. Yeah. So guys, the greens are, so the one thing I will say about all Oregon greens, and I would say the majority of greens I've played in the Pacific Northwest, the land is really hard. So the surface is really hard. It's really just the grass getting a little furry that might slow a lot of the courses down. Absolutely. And I come across it a lot in a lot of the public courses in Portland. Like McKay, the nine-holer that's that's in the Beaverton side, that's literally all they need to do is just mow some stuff lower because because it rains so much here, the ground, you would think it's soft, but it's actually harder because it needs to run off. And so you notice a lot of the greens in the Pacific Northwest are turtle-backed. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're smaller, yeah. circular greens, and they run off on every side yep. so that the water, water can flow off to each side. Absolutely. And that's exactly how this course is set up. I would say 80% of the greens are these really beautiful, circular, turtle-backed greens um, with fantastic undulations in them where you don't get a lot of that in the Pacific Northwest. A lot of cool ridges in between the middle where it's like, again, it's like, I think it's going to break right to left, but if I guess (laughs) this ridge wrong, it could break the opposite way entirely. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, we didn't, we haven't gotten to play it prior to you guys cutting and doing those things, but like it rolls incredibly well. You know, like like we were saying, we just finished up at Sheep Ranch and at Bandon, and I would say I, I'd i take these greens over Sheep Ranch. Yeah, for sure. That we played yesterday yeah. by far. That, that's awesome. I mean, that's, you know, especially as, like, being a course owner and, like, knowing that that is the most important asset yeah. that we have out it there. It really is. That is super fantastic um, to hear. And then I was telling Chris this earlier, um, you know, the, the gals that we met at the Dunes, Rachel and Steph. Rachel, who played D1 uh, golf at University of Denver, when we were out there, she was like, 
these greens are phenomenal. They're pure. And I was like, that means so much to me because that that's is everything. that's everything that we've we've tried when it comes to the maintenance of the course. Like that's the most important thing to me is it's making very, sure that people are very happy when they get on the greens. Yeah. It's very playable. It, they're, they're not running at 13 stints, yeah. but they're also not running at eights. Absolutely. Like it's a perfect 10. Mm-hmm. Like in in a perfect ten stint in my mind in a course that you play every day and it's gonna be your regular track. It's right. gonna be your home. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. I don't I don't need to go out and play the abandoned greens that are just gonna that are just gonna mind fuck you all day. <laughs> and to be honest, the Coos fucking greens are gonna mind fuck you. <laughs> well, well, well we, as we, Ashton said he four putted fucking. Twice. Twice we, today. We Chris four putted an eagle putt. Yes. I did. I four, <laughs> thank I thank did. you for bringing that up. I'm sorry. I had someone was going to bring it up, and I figured he probably uh, was going to Driver seven wood and four putts, baby. Uh, <laughs> driver seven wood on for eagle and four putts. Well, because so I'm going to tell you, these greens are not easy. Well, I, well, I might be making it sound well, like no, that. Well, no, but I think the big not. thing, though, is, and this isn't, and like, because some people might think this is a knock on consistency. It's not. There's some putts down the hill where it's like, I don't know how that stopped. And there's some putts up that, like, you're just there was a lot of times today where it's like this doesn't feel predictive but that's the fun part of like there are putts I hit down the hill where it's like this should stop or this should run to the hole and I've got eight feet and I gotta make this while this dumbass wins the hole I think I think that that actually is um, is about like the the nuance of the greens as well right so there there's a lot of character to the greens that exists here and um it's what keeps the members interested. Member members always comment about like they're there's it's always new for them, and that it it they're always happy to play here because it's never the same course, and and but that's so cool. I mean, I, these are members who some of these members who have been here since the fifties and sixties yeah, too. Absolutely. And the creativity <laughs> you guys can get with your tee box selections too. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a public course, usually it's very minimal in the tee box options. Yeah, well, Whites and blues are like five yards apart. Well, right? yeah, yeah, it doesn't well, feel and, really and I, I like we were talking about that with uh, you know one of the caddies who out here who's uh, who's a PGA pro. Um, and we played, he's always playing the blues and we played the whites with him the other day. And I'm like, gosh, man, I'm like the whites for him should be like the golds for us. And the golds for us is still, uh, an interesting course. It's, and it's, and it's a challenging course. It's not something that says, oh, you're playing a part three. It's not at all. You're playing a course. You're playing an entirely different course. So when, when they start incorporating these, like the combination courses here uh, or T boxes here, you know, it's, there's no reason why you can't enjoy golf for your life. Right. Well, and that's another thing that I, I would say I would, I'd preach to all of the listeners is your local muni, your local track that you play. Don't just play blues every time you go out. Don't tip it out every single time. Play from what you consider the ladies tees. They're not fucking ladies tees. They're just the up tees. They're forward tees. They're tees. forward tees. There's no. I hate. The fucking well, we played with Chris today, who's a lady who fucking played, played with whites with, with us. us. And it's the one-ups. Well, so, so we have friends that we've made here that are in their 70s and late late 70s and 80s who have become friends. We don't think of them as, like, 
you know, elders or anything like that. We think of them as friends, right? They're drinking buddies. And one of them is quick golf because he doesn't want to play from the forward tees. He doesn't want to play from the gold tees. That's ridiculous. We don't. He's 87 years old. He's 87 years old. And he can't hit over the ditch on nine, right? So one of his golf buddies, who is our family friend, was I was talking to him the other day on the phone, and he's like, well, I'm getting old. And I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, I can't play golf anymore. And I was like, no, 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 no. You don't want to play golf. And he's like, well, what do you mean by that? And I was like, you're going to play golf to the the day you die, as far as I'm concerned. If you're going to play with me, we're going to find a game that works. And he's like, well, what game will work? And I was like, you want to play a par three with me, 100 and in? You choose the tee box every, we'll play 18. You choose the tee, where the tee box is every yeah. other hole. And he's like, really? And I was like, yes. And I was like, bring your wallet and let's play. And he's like, <laughs> That's a game that I will play. And I was like, fuck yeah, because if you don't, you know what I'm going to think you are? <laughs> and he's like, I'll play. And I'm like, good. <laughs> and and that's just the example, right? You can, golf should be something that you th- should think about beyond the tee boxes, right? Like, yes, let's the play. The distance is not, is not the judging <laughs> of, I, like we were talking about in the Bandon, in the Bandon podcast is, the preserve does not have a hole over 160 yards, and it's the funnest fucking time you're ever gonna have it on a fucking awesome. golf course. And you hit awesome. seven wood. And I hit a seven wood out there because of the fucking conditions that come out. And I putted twice. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is a, this is a perspective that I'm gonna make from. I'm gonna step back, but I, I'm not to to bounce on your preserve conversation. But we played Roseburg Country Club. And Roseburg Country Club doesn't have a par three that's below 170. Yeah. I'm like, that is not cool. I mean, like, I have to pull a hybrid out to hit a par three? No, man. For an entire yeah, course to that, not have that's one exactly under 170, it. it's just, it's, so that's, brutal. that's challenging to the point where 90% of golfers out there aren't going to enjoy themselves. Yes. Well, it's, it's like... The par three is the opportunity for someone who can't really play golf to maybe get a good shot, right? And when you have a 170-yard shot, yeah. it's like, no, right? Like, And the accuracy that most amateur golfers have 170 yards is not very good. <laughs> well, but, uh, and, and, and real. well, interestingly enough, right? Okay, so we have some longer hold par threes here, but, but you're also shooting down. Right, so you save some, right? But like way down. That's not. That's <laughs> not. I mean, it's a. You're gonna shoot. You could shoot a, a pitching wedge on 150 yards, right? Because you're shooting down on it. You can't do that at, at Roseburg. Uh, you could do that at the preserve. I, that's not threatening, like it the preserve, right? And there's nothing threatening the preserve. And that's what it intends to be. But for me, it's like, you can't have these long par threes because that is the opportunity for someone who doesn't really have a game. And and you talk about someone who's already intimidated by playing the forward tees. 170-yard tee is really long for someone who's 75 years old, 80 years old, right? Let's- yeah. well, well, I'll give you one example that like it just hits me really hard is like, so like Liz, my my girlfriend, like she's she's so sweet. Like she's gonna listen to this and I feel words in this, but like she she's picking up golf and I genuinely think she wants to play golf. But like 
let's call a spade a spade. She loves how much I love golf and she wants to be able to do with me, right? We've gone to the driving range a couple times. It was, well, actually just once and it was fine, but I could tell that she was self-conscious. Like she didn't like watching me, because also me being a lefty, she didn't like me watching her. I have videos on my phone of her missing, you know, a lot of shots in a row. But what was really amazing to me was when we were up in Portland, God, two weeks ago, uh, we went to a pitch and putt. And McMenamins. Yeah. Sick little pitch and putt. Like, exactly. And that's actually the whole idea of like every hole was between 70, like basically it was like 60 or 70 yards. <laughs> it's and, a, basically a bar with golf holes. Okay. Yeah. You're, it's sick. You're hitting off mats. It's 60 yards. And the thing that's so great is me and her friend, her boyfriend were saying is like, for me, it was great practice for me to hit like 50 yard pitch shots, like things I need to get better at. Yeah. And what's so dope for her is like what she definitely felt like, because the week before we were in San Diego, we were on this golf simulator and she was like, we we're actually playing band and dunes. And we like souped up her stats and stuff. But she was like self-conscious that she had a driver and like her driver was going a lot shorter. But what was amazing was, is like we get there and she had a driver and we're on a 63rd hole and she hits her driver and almost goes on the green. And like she turned around and looked at me and it was this moment of like, she kind of got it, you know, because she like felt like she could kind of see like, she just could kind of see it, right? Where it's like you hit a shot that's around the green and like, just like for her skill level, again, she's barely picked up a golf club, but like her, my 430 yard hole is her 60 yard hole. But to your point, who, gives a flying fuck what the number is because she turned around and she was like like and we walked off we walked out that pitch and putt round and she was like I like she was like I want to go get a lesson and get better yeah and isn't that what's fucking That's, sick about golf is like yeah man if you want to fucking put yourself on the back tees like we talked about the Ross like with my dad and his buddies that's when grown men with real handicaps are playing back tees hit cups there's absolutely a time for that that is actually in the over the course of golf a very 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 finite amount of time like two three four percent most of it is Paolo if you want to fucking play whites and I fucking play because we play golf together I when I had my driver I hit it a hundred yards past you that's fine that's not the same game well, like I know from playing with you today I've talked to you about this a lot man I don't know how the fuck you take a pitching wedge and forward press the shit of it and fucking hit your pitching wedge from 80 yards to six feet I can't do that. But the point is golf is not like I hit it farther than you, but farther that that is a skill in its own way. But and, I, I mean Ashton hits it further than me, yeah, but we're but, still probably but, very but relative. The whole to point of tees and handicap. Hand, the beautiful thing with the reason why I love golf so much is with the proper tees and the proper handicaps, the yeah. four of us at this table, we have what me and Chris are about a seven. So you're your twenty two, Andre, you're an eleven. We can play the right tees, right handicaps, and we play an even I mean literally yeah, today. Yeah. It's well, even the well, we played an even game today. Yeah. yeah. Well right? and, and like it's and awesome. even that we talked about that too with uh playing with Rachel and Steph yesterday and uh Chris the caddy, uh female caddy from the Dunes who came out and played who's a member here. Um I could sense that she had some hesitation initially especially after seeing Rachel. Rachel, like, incredible how Rachel was playing yesterday. She drove from the whites further than some of the best male players in our club um, that I've seen. It, I'm still flabbergasted by, like, seeing the kind of drives that she did. And if I were Chris, I would have been intimidated by that. But, but Chris's game is so different. 
and we talked about this after. I'm like, so those like chippy Chris, hybrids, from like 125. Like, oh, holy shit, man! Yeah. Like, Chris, ma- magic. Those, Chris's her game, dude. Short game yeah. is fucking incredible. Yeah. Chris's game, it's like, if if she were to focus on the fact that like uh, compare herself to Rachel, it's like, you can't, dude. But she kept up, and we all were playing together, like That's right. Fun. And and I'm like, she doesn't need to worry anything about her game. She, she just needs to focus on our game because her game is good and 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 that's what we've talked about that with golf right like like my brother and I my brother's hesitated to tell me things that he's working on in his game because he knows it might not apply to my game so if he tells me he might fuck me up in terms of my game right but he's aware of that and we're both aware of that because it's like well we know we're not working on the same things right and and we know that what works with my game doesn't necessarily make sense for his game because he's doing something different than I am. And, you know, and I can validate that that's happening right now because he continues to work on his game and I continue to work on mine and we're both getting better in our games. Right. And we're not talking about how we're getting better in our games. We just go out and play. All we do is say, Hey, you want to play? Yeah, let's play. Right. And I know that, well, you even said earlier when you hit one of those wet shots, I was like, dude, I, like, it was this hole. It was like, he had like 100 yards. He like hits a pitching wedge. It's like a bunker. This like little area that like is, to be clear, is not a landing area. And then there's like the front flag. He flies it into the hill on the front lit area that's not a landing area in the rough. It's like six feet. I was like, what the fuck? And he gives this giggle and goes, it makes my brother so mad. <laughs> like, that's what I love, right? It's like, you don't have that shot. Terrible. I don't 100 hit, yards. If I hit that, I hit that into the bunker a hundred <laughs> times out of hundred. But that's the beauty that's of like, golf. How would you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Dude. But also, wait, wait, same with boy. my my spinny chips. Yeah, like, I hit these low spinners that take two fucking hops and they stop. Yeah. No matter what kind of green we're playing on, and it yeah. drives fucking ash nuts. But but the crazy thing though, I've realized recently is I've gotten pretty like I've gotten I got up and down today multiple times from yeah. that like that like open face floppy thing that you never hit those. Yeah, so I, we, I'm not a I'm but, not a guy to put a ball but, in the air. But we have very different games. But you told me I think this is good, Pella. Is you t- like I love the story you told me in the cart how you learned to hit those. Oh yeah, like because that's a cool story that you told me in, in the cart today. Well, so so it was the first year when we were open and like we it, we were open seven days a week here in the clubhouse and like there'd be downtime which. You know, if we were still open those hours, we would have a lot of downtime, and I'd probably be even better golfer. But we've cut the hours, so. Uh, but in the downtime, I would go up in, in the upper putting green, and I would take this little blade Nike pitching wedge, and 30 yards and in, I just taught myself how to just pitch it in, and to this day, like it's the same thing with my with my short and 60. What you guys were commenting about tonight is like it's like weird, like I it, like it, such an aggressive forward press. It's it oh, absolutely. It's like it's it's, like, it's the way it's, you it's, hit the ball. I, I think mean, the length of that that no. shaft is like seventeen inches. So also, <laughs> it's like above your forward hip. So it's crazy. A lot of people forward press, but he forward presses past his front leg. It's <laughs> it's the most in, incredible thing, and he does the same thing with his putting stroke as well. Oh, and for context, how tall are you, Paolo? I'm five two. Yeah, so like. 
It's it's a it, and you you hunch over a lot on your putter, but your putter looks like a normal length. Yeah, putter's like thirty three. You're basically like that's my putter. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're like down on almost. Like, I noticed you're the bottom of your grips on all your. Yeah, clubs. and well, yeah, and I'm I'm actually I was talking to it with a friend of mine who who helps like he shortened my clubs three quarter inches yesterday actually, and um, I was talking to him about shortening shortening my my putter. And I'm like, I'm considering two inches off of it. And then we started talking about, we, this was yesterday when he shortened three quarters off my irons. And today I'm like, uh, I don't think so, dude. And he's like, why not? And I was like, used to it. because I'm just going to deal with the two inches. Like, I think that I can't go backwards. <laughs> it, it, so, it would feel so weird. Yeah, it, it might feel, and, and like, and part of me was like this cheap bastard he didn't want to spend 30 bucks on a new grip <laughs> <laughs> so the truth comes out the miss the, the counts talking now dude i mean i hey. i've got the 30 bucks i'll put it down right now but at the same time i'm like but i don't want to he didn't have the grip big up. c special specialty on how to off. save that putter grip <laughs> Cut it down, slap it back on, Ooh. and save you Ooh. that thirty dollars. Okay. Cause your boy could do all of that. Well, he's pretty good. Dude. He's like he cut the grips off right yesterday, but and he used an air compressor to put the grips on, the new grips on, and he's like, so if you want to take these off, so no tape, all air, no tape, all air. Oh, and hey, so that's and, a new style. And he's like, test this out at three quarters of an inch. If you want more, we can take more off, and because. We've air compressed this on, we can blast them off. And so, actually, today I was discussing this with Chris, female Chris, who's the caddy. I'm like, I played like shit today in our normal 18 round with my irons. And I realized it was because I was playing the three-quarter cutoff. <laughs> and then the only time I hit my irons pure was when I was playing down, like choked up. Where I normally play. Yeah, you've gotten so used to it. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm like, I probably can take another quarter of an inch or three quarters of an inch off because I'm at, I mean, my the the the, the tables say that I can pull two off, two inches off. So I got another inch and a quarter if I want to. So but one thing I I say to all my be my wacko. high school kids that I coach is in especially the green ones that are just coming in just learning the game the the one thing is i keep everybody on my team because i want everybody to have a chance to be a part of it and i want them to learn the game and i want them to love it as much as i do right but the way i teach golf is from green to tee and i think if you're ever starting to play you should learn how to play golf green to tee kind of like you spent most of your time with 30-yard chips. Yeah. Putting, chipping, if fishing. If you can learn how to putt well and chip well, I do not give a shit if you're blasting the ball off the planet, if you can't, if you're struggling hitting irons, you will still enjoy it and have a great time out there. Ball striking will come. You will learn how to hit your irons when you spend time at the range. But if you can master the short game, you're going to always enjoy golf because nothing frustrates you than four putt. And we had plenty of those fucking today. <laughs> we both had well, a you four did. putt. I know. <laughs> I did. We did. We did. It's the four putt for Eagle. Well, the, the distance obviously doesn't matter. I mean, so when we talked about playing, 
and I told you guys what the distances were from the different tees. You were like, yeah, we're playing from the tips. We're going to play the blues when we talked a couple days ago before the preserve. And then today I was like, we're going to play whites. We're playing whites. Trust right. me, it's going to be challenging enough. And and it was. It wasn't right? easy. I mean, I shot an 84. Ashton shot an 86. I mean, it... We, we definitely didn't beat the course up, that's for sure. One over on the seventh tee, shoots 86. <laughs> yeah. The golf course is like, fuck you. It, it, and it's tough. It's and a hard it's, track, it's, man. It's, it's super challenging. I, I think was, it's really fun, um, a story that I want to tell, because um, going back to this whole, like, oh, it's nice to have different, different types of tees, and people change it up, especially, you know, so that the course is different. So we have a lot of members um, that, that play here, you know, four or five times a week. And last year with COVID happening, and then there was like so much more time for people to play golf. The guys that were playing here so often, they started changing. Like they played so much that they started pl- playing with different people. And then they also started playing different tees. Yeah. Because it was like they were they were almost bored playing the same tees. So they started playing the blue tees. They oh every most of our members play white tees. Fifty nine hundred yards, super tough. Um, if if you're playing, in, we just got our course re-rated by the OGA. And the lady told me she's like, if you compare your course with another course that has exactly the same rating. Your, their yardage will be 400 yards longer. She's yeah. like, that is something, that's, that's how cool. difficult your course is playing. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So these guys always play from the whites. They started playing from the blues. They started playing from the reds. They started making up that's their own awesome. combo tees because they were like, we just want to change up the game. Yeah. Red, white, and blue. And they'll just do every third hole, they'll do red, yeah, white, Yeah, you play America. Yeah. You, you awesome. switch every hole. Yeah, and they were having a blast. So what... Once we got this this re-rating done, we're actually making a whole bunch of different combo tees, and we're getting the scorecards printed out. Hopefully, here for very soon. Uh, but it's it's been super fun to see people playing you know different tees because it's just like these guys have been playing the course for 40, 50 years, and now they're like they're seeing different things. Because if you guys get to play, I mean, I know you guys are going to play tomorrow, and I don't know if you're going to play the blues or the whites. Blues is a very different experience. Yeah. It's a different course. Crazy. It's different way experience. different course playing it from the whites. And I know you want to conquer yes. the course, and you should probably just play the whites so that you can just say, fuck you, course. <laughs> right? And I don't know. I, but I we, got you. We can also get our teeth knocked in tomorrow morning. Right <laughs> Absolutely. So, Ashton with the big stick wanting to play the blues. <laughs> I mean, you you beat my ass. Well, you beat the score. I won the match. Actually, yeah. so uh, coming from someone who's like a 23-24, I think I'd like to say 24 tomorrow for me. <laughs> <laughs> After my 102 today. It's not your handicap. Oh, I know. It's Sorry. not. I'm still going to be a 20. Um after playing the blues for the first time, it's it's a re- it's not much different. Uh, well, it's I, more I, visually intimidating, um, but you know, I mean, like, what's 20, 30 yards? Yeah, it's I, nothing. I heard one of the caddies say in passing that they thought that the course was harder from whites. <laughs> it may be, huh? Because it might. Be. I don't. I don't know. But I definitely heard that tonight. I heard... So what what I would say, especially with the experience we had today, there's from the whites, there's a lot of force carries. Yes. And you have to carry ravines, you have to carry water, you have to carry, you know, 
There's uh, burrits that run through or creeks or whatever yep. you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, and so that, I think, doesn't come into play as much when you play the blues because you're automatically like, nah, it's got to lay up. Yeah. There, you, you're you not – that added 20 yeah. changed your mind immediately. And you went from a – 220 to 230 carry to a 240 to 60 carry and that is for me who hits his driver about 260 on average i'm not the long ball hitter like ashton at the 280 or so about what he usually carries um it it's impossible like i'm just it's not worth it for me i'm gonna whip out my three wood and i'm gonna hit it 230 and i'm gonna land it short so I get where yeah, they're well, coming because, from because the fights I, being harder. I, I, I think be that the blues actually make it more decisive. Like, Absolutely, it makes yeah. you, it makes you like it picks that, your that, for you. Like for example, like I hit it a long way, but like I on for example number ten, the downhill par mm-hmm. five. I mean, I hit kind of a fan ball into the shit. I would from the blue tees. I would never ever ever even think about driver. I yeah. like yeah. two out of ten. I catch it and fly it sick. Yeah, but also. I dropped the ball behind it and almost hit a three on the green. So it's like, yo, like what, what is, I think the great thing we should all be asking ourselves more is what is the advantage by taking more club? If there is a real advantage, sure. Like actually now playing the really, really tough number eight. So for actually, could you describe number eight to the listeners? I think that's a special hole. Yeah. It, 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 in a lot of different my, ways. In my opinion, it's one of the hardest holes I've ever played. It's not necessarily your signature hole. No. But it is a signature hole of the yeah. course. So it's it's our number one handicap hole. It's fucking hard. Super hard. <laughs> so so hard. it's it's really tight. First of all, I mean it's narrow. Um, not visually necessarily. It's pretty. Vi- yeah. Okay, yeah, I visually. Mean, it is. That I, I actually think that there's a visual like a, there's there's something. It's only about thirty yards wide. Yeah, that's that's true. That's okay. And on the right side is red hazard stakes. And the less left side is all out of bounds. In heavy tree line. Yes. And and then there's a ravine that <laughs> it, from the white tees, it's about a 230, 235 It feels, carry. it looks so much longer. And it feels but longer. The and and then usually you. the wind is coming from the north, which is right into our face. That's going to add, obviously, however many yards. So it is, it's brutal. So most people are going to take their... One, 160, 170 club. I, I, I had my 170 club yeah. right at the edge of the ravine. Y- yes. Well, but yeah. But like today we had no wind too. But if you hit yeah. it left, right, which I did. If you hit I it, did. Tight, I did. If you hit it <laughs> tight Directly left, in the trees. if you hit it tight left, it usually trickles down to the right. Yeah. And in, but everything trickles towards the ravine. So if you hit a solid 160. You may go into the ravine. It might <laughs> yeah. fall right, yeah. Especially with how dry it is right now. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and, on, and on that second shot, like even if you hit a seven on like my second one, if you're basically uh, like, if you're like, if you cut, if you cut the the fairway up in quadrants, if you're like in the, oh, if you're like in the, the right third quadrant, it's gonna go in. in it's the gonna red go hazard. right into the red. Hazard. Oh, and if you yeah. decide to blow it left, it's yeah. ob still. Well, uh, way up in the hill, so we have like probably. 20 yards of hill yeah that goes down but like halfway up the hill is pretty long grass so if you but if you blow it way left then you're going to be out of bounds on your second shot if yeah. you if you get it into the the hill about 10 yards up then it will come down and go onto the fairway it's still just a really hard shot if you're fanning anything right goodbye you have no chance you're going to be in the hazard and just drop 
up there at the, about the 130 mark. But it, it is a yeah. it ate all of us up. And all of us. I don't, and I think it's actually a, a deceptive visually too. I mean, like you know that it made I, me, it made me uncomfortable. My my like does. my it regular thing. Like my regular thing is taking it to the left, and I'm aiming to the right. I'm aiming to out of bounds on the right. <laughs> yeah. And I take it to the left, and and I think it's because there's something there's some visual like, like, thing that's happening that actually doesn't really. It seems like you're hitting it in the right direction, and you're not. <laughs> I was telling I was telling Big C this when we were playing that hole. I was like, I have to be in the best frame of mind when I get to this hole. And I have to be in that state of mind every single Which shot. Which sucks because you come off a fucking hard ass. Oh, God. Well, it makes sense. Yes. I, I four jacked yes. for double. That's yes. why I right. blew so, up. Yes. Also, yeah. Yeah. all their par threes for sense. the majority are so elevated tee boxes to a green below you. I would say 90%. Well, three of the four. And water on half of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you go from that hole to where you're hitting. 40 to 50 feet above the hole. Yeah. I mean, and it's only a buck 39, buck 35 from where we're hitting, but the way the wind swirls up uh, there, no the way ch- no idea. The, you have no short landing space, you and if you hit it long, it's into a hillside that's a rough, thick fescue that you're probably not going to find your ball in, so you have to hit the fucking green. Yeah. And so after you get mind fucked on that hole, you then go to this and you just get claustrophobic and you feel like you're getting <laughs> choked out there and like fucking Hulk Hogan's yep. fucking WWE choking you out. And it's just, it's, it's just brutal. And then you get to eight and it just, or you make me want to nine. <laughs> and it just opens up. You make oh, me want to play yeah, eight, 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 eight. it's yeah it's i mean it's just fun and it's crazy because if you don't take driver off of eight and six is a really short hole too which we don't recommend necessarily taking driver off of i had six iron gap what yeah Right, and so that exactly. used to be the back nine as well, right? It used to be the back nine, um, which it, which we switched. switching the routing is genius. Yeah, because after playing it, there's no way I want to get kicked in the dick on on like the to, seven. To if it was a seventeen, no chance. Now eight. Yeah. Then going. Oh, that'll be a round ruiner. <laughs> it would just ru- you oh, destroy it every You're time. You're gonna leave angry every time, right? But like, so for that, it's crazy. If you get to no- when you get to nine. You haven't hit driver since five. <laughs> like I was, I was a little bit like, ah man. I always get there and I'm just like, I haven't hit a driver in a while, and I feel a little bit uncomfortable. And you have to carry over the wetlands 170, 80 yards <laughs> to get over that. Yeah. It's like it. There's so much mental game out here. If if you're having a mentally bad day <laughs> on the golf course. It's going to be a struggle. There's yeah. a lot of tight holes. Yeah. I, on the back nine especially, like, Jesus Christ. Well, also, like, just some of the most beautiful fescue I've come across on a, on a course. I mean, there's these beautiful wetlands that run through with this really tall, like, wheat grass, I would consider it. I don't know what it actually is called, but it's just the natural fescue that you get at this course is, it's incredible. 
Like, yeah. I mean, I've only seen it at a few courses. Like, Rustic Canyon has very similar uh, fescue at it. But it's so well manicured by your boys that, that do your maintenance. And it's so tight. I mean, it's... To be honest, it's picturesque, but it also fucking just mind fucks you when you have, <laughs> like you said, 160 fucking yeah. yards of it sitting in front of you yeah. left and right that you cannot bail out on. Yeah. I mean, it teaches you to hit the ball straight. You got to hit the ball straight. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you can score. You can score here. Absolutely. Um, but it's, I mean, it's going to require you to just be mentally in the game every single shot when yep. you're out here which is what you want to do anyways when you're on the golf course it's the hardest thing to do but like it requires that i was when i was trying last year last summer my goal was to break 80 and i got sure? close a couple times i was at like 81 82 for like the middle of the summer and i was like man there was three shots that I can remember that I just lost concentration on and it cost me four or five strokes. Yeah. I was like, I just need to be able to focus on every single shot. And I finally did it. I broke 80 probably three or four times last year. And I, I remember every round, like I had to be almost perfect hitting the ball. And I was, it's, it's, it's doable. I mean, it's you can score on this course, but you have to you have to have a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. Um, and having played it, you're going to play better the next time you play. Yeah. Because you're just going to play a little bit more careful on some holes, um, but but it's still going to be tough because then there's unknowns. Yeah. What's the wind going to be doing that day? Yep. No idea. Yeah, but but I mean to to put a bow in this conversation, I mean that's where you know, like I said, it's like I. It would be unfair to to Coos to compare Coos to Bandon, right? It's a different conversation. But I think what we talked about today is like, look, Bandon yesterday, you know, the pod came out. We had a great experience. But like, that's golf, but that's a certain version of golf. But when I think about golf, the one that we've talked about where our vibe of golf of good greens, great people, reasonable rates, and like a real sense of, and a sense of community, like that's where like, yo, that's not abandoned. Like, I mean, we played, you know, it wasn't slow, but it was more of like a four hour and 40 minute round and it was not cheap. And like, also Coos is a place you come out in jeans and a t-shirt and have well, a to be fucking clear, good well, time. Well, to be clear, we, we, I tried to this pillow. We're not wearing jeans. Like, not us. Good That's for the guys vibe. ahead of us. But I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you can. You have the choice to come out here. I wore a t-shirt today. A t-shirt. I Loved wore it. a t-shirt today. Like, it, it's one of the, they're not, pe- pe- they're not concerned about the country club lifestyle, about the collars tucked in. As long as you're respectable or you're, you're, you're not, you're not falling apart and you're not, you know, wearing a cutoff and you're not coming out here right, you know, right after you. I don't even think that would matter. As long as you keep your clothes on. Yeah. 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 Well, there was but, one time I said, well, I said a Palo Mix. Well, earlier I said a Palo Mix to this putt, I'm going to take my shirt off. So I guess I'm, yeah, that's true. That is true. But, but I think what they is super cool is they're like, Palo, like we're on number 10. But what I'm, I'm trying to get at, it's, it's, it's the course for everybody. Yeah. It's not a course for particular people. This, the, how they want to run this course is for the common man. Well, I was telling you that I was telling 
you the story um, earlier, Big C, that when we first got the course, there was this ad in one of the newspapers out here, and it was for Watson Ranch Golf Course, and it said, collar shirts required. And my wife saw this, that's and she not, goes, that's not good advertising. she was like, what the fuck is this? She's like, nope, not anymore, and cut that off right away. She goes, that's not us. She's like, we're not a country club, we're not stuffy. Like, people who want to come play, we just want them to come and have a good time. And absolutely, that is what we're all about. It's all about just, like, giving people that come here the best experience possible for the day so that they can leave here with a smile on their face and some great memories. That is exactly what we want. One of the things that that I wanted to mention earlier was the story when we went to dinner with... um, the friends that Paul had mentioned earlier, um, after we first played this course, they were telling us stories about this place, about how it was where it was the country club, but it was where everybody wanted to be, the families and it was everything. The community. Yeah, it was the community hub, and me and my wife were like, "How freaking cool is that? Like, what if we could actually get this place and actually turn it back into that, make it that." And that has been our inspiration since we got this. And it's like, we started, even the first summer we got here, we started, like, people were out on the deck, and it was like, we started having people in here and talking, and it was like, this is what we this is what we wanted. People just be here having a freaking great time, wanting to bring their friends, wanting to invite their friends and family out here to just share it with them, too. And it's, like, been happening more and more over the last well, four years. We just talked about that the other day on Sunday, so it was Sunday... Uh, last Sunday Memorial Day weekend we had a family member or a, a family that came in and I was telling my brother about it and they'd just come out and uh, they were just hitting balls on the range and the dad came in and he ordered some drinks for them and he's like oh we're just enjoying the weekend we're hitting balls on the range great so he ordered three drinks for adult beverages for the adults and their family and then a you know beverage for the son and then they came in for a second round cool and then they came up and they're like you got food today and i'm like yeah here's what we're serving i'm like cool we're, we're gonna take some food so i went out and delivered the food and i started chatting with them and um the wife ended up having some connection with the the she held office in Coos County, and um, we started talking, and I just was watching their interaction with their family, and I was like, hey, you guys, just want to let you know that we're really happy that you came and hung out here. And they're like, what do you mean? And we're like, well, I was just watching the way that you guys are interacting, and I'm like, this is exactly what we want for this place to be. I'm like, we know. I'm like, I know that you're not golfers here. You're not members here. But the fact that you're spending a day of your weekend here to just hang out with us, it's awesome. And I'm like, and that's the way it should be. And they're like, oh, they were all confused by it. And I'm like, we, it's not just about the members, it's about people like you. Like, and, and for me, it was just watching this interaction with parents and their sons. And it was this really like engaged interaction. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna go putt. Like a kid saying, I'm going to go putt, right? No, they were like bantering with each other and being like, yeah, you could have hit that ball better and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, you could have done this. Like, it was a really great interaction. And that's like, that's the kind of thing that 
is happening on a day-to-day basis with us, with, you know, shitheads who want to fucking compete with one another, let alone family members who are just like, hey, you know, talking crap to one another, and but, but like, creating the family dynamic. It's like, yeah. that's it, man. Good. Thank you for being here. Well, and, and I could feel that when I first reached out to you um, because... It, when we were planning this trip and me and my wife decided we were moving back to Portland and I hit up Ashton and I said, hey, I got this great idea. You know, my, my wife's down with it. She's going to drive the truck up with all our stuff and move us in. And she, we thought it was a great idea for me and Ashton to go on a golf trip and, you know, take four or five days and drive up through, you know, California and Oregon and play, play a bunch of golf. When we planned it originally, we planned on just hitting the I-5 corridor and just hitting golf course along I-5. And then Andre contacted me back. And the response that we got from you made us change our entire trip. I mean, the entire trip. I had an entire trip planned out. I spent like 15 fucking hours planning a trip (laughs) out. And just by Andre's dick ass hitting me back and, you know... (laughs) being who he is and how amazing you guys are out here i changed my entire plans you know he every time we've released a pod since me and you have talked he hits me up the next day he hits me up on friday and says hey i just listened to the pod and like sends me a long message of all the stuff he was so stoked to do with us when we got out here. Yeah. And like every week it was something different that was added on <laughs> or there's something that we we needed to do when you guys got here and it got me more and more excited for the trip even though we had abandoned prior to coming to Coos. Yeah. We both were I think more excited to come here. Well, than I, anything. I I even said today like a couple times I really felt it like I mean, it would have been amazing to play uh, the other courses today, and I can't wait to get out there. But, like, today's what I needed. Like, it's just, first and foremost, like, getting to play with you guys, like, great people, a course that, like, again... And was, a couple like, people that I'm going to be playing with regularly now that I'm in the Pacific Northwest again. Like, instant best buds. <laughs> like, <laughs> love instant. It. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. But like today was just yeah, it's like Bannon's awesome. But I, I think I think it, it, it's not like an either or. It's like an and, right? Absolutely. Like you need abandon and you need a Coos Bay, and that's why today was so special. Is like we got the resort experience, we got the you know, blah 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 blah, all the stuff that you can imagine. But, but when you want to come see your friends, come to Coos. Yeah. Come come see your buddies at Coos. Coos Golf Club. You get Paolo to make you his margarita. Because and, 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 Paolo's taken <laughs> so, on... To be honest, his margarita, his his transfusions, his what his seven and sevens, his specialty that he makes. I mean, order anything, Paolo got you. You guys didn't even get to have the cheeseburgers. No, he. I got the hot dog. He made us an incredible. Really? So you, pulled I'm pork a cheeseburger guy. You, oh. you, you pander to his ass. We we had kids. Yeah, he did. We had kids. So my my son plays. He played in the junior PGA league at Band Dunes, and we were heading on the the shuttle was picking us all up and and bringing us out after the round that they played out there. And one of the kids that was in the shuttle, I don't know if they noticed us, but they're like, "Can we go out to Coos and go get some cheeseburgers?" And they're like. 
Those that place has the best cheeseburgers in town. It was awesome. We were, and and, and my son, my there, son, like, yeah, my yeah. son had the biggest smile on his face because he was do listening. Do those too? <laughs> no, no. It's like there's, I mean, it's straight grilled burgers like on the flat top, but. Um, I don't know. The secret is like I, I just so dialed it in. Love. Yes, some special sauce. Say the secret is love. I just dialed it in. I, just dialed it in. I, just dialed it in. I, <laughs> I will. I like, will. I will say though, like my favorite moment of today, bar none, was ten. Number ten. We all tee off. People pull up. There's like a twosome behind us. We end up playing a sixum, and your playlist was fire. But like <laughs> legit, legit. the most sexual playlist was of all. It? No, 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 it was no. Pandora's no, playlist. No, your playlist is fire. But legitimately, I'm sitting in the car with my tee shot, and it is a woman coming to orgasm <laughs> while while like we're hitting. And there's like two It's like and literally the woman's like, all right, oh! all right, all right. All right, all right. I, I'm just gotta clarify here. That's not on my playlist. That was a Pandora player playlist. For I got P funk. <laughs> Parliament P funk. Paulo funk. <laughs> That's Paulo it. Well, it's true. You, when Paulo made birdie, what did it say in your golf ball? <laughs> Longest noodle? No, no peas. Peas nuts. Oh, peas nuts. That's right. That's right. right. Longest noodles earlier. Yeah, longest noodles were earlier. It's, it did say peas nuts. Uh, it was incredible. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, but man. it was an amazing day. We should cap this. Andre yeah. needs to get his, his daughter's baccalaureate. But, guys, <laughs> this was incredible. I know he's going to be back, but, like, I'm not far away. And this is a – you guys are our family, and I, I we can't wait to get back here. Uh, well, we, we, we loved having you guys out here it was it was better than what i probably expected (laughs) even it was gonna be um and i had a blast i know my brother had a blast and can't wait to do it again project is a fucking amazing blast like you know and we've hit our heads against the walls with one another and but that's the that's the thing about family and like taking care of people and just making sure that we do the right thing at all times right like yeah you know, and fucking up. We fuck up. And we're, you know, that's, that's just it. But at the same time, but it's like... But you're doing it with family. Well, you know, and we believe in it. It's like, you know, that's... that's We flat out believe in it. Like, this is... Yeah. And we know that this community is like family. So that's just what it is. And... Well, they're going to be behind you because the experience that we had with the people that love you guys and love Coos, you guys have created and brought, or I wouldn't say created, but have brought back the community of Coos to the golf club. The the thing that I remember hearing over the last couple days, I think is the first night when I met you guys was was Ashton saying something. There's just like, you guys are just authentic. Yeah, and it's and that's the truth. Like, there's no there's no shtick about us. We're not in it for any other you reason. You know when someone's a like, bullshitter, yeah. and you guys are fucking straight up guys. Yeah. Well, and I think the only reason, like, honestly, we have like I joked with you earlier about my job as a recruiter, but even with our podcast, is like, I think one of the reasons I took to Chris so immediately, and I think if you say anything about us, is like. I don't know how to be anything other than myself. I'm a gigantic moron. Like, I sing Harry Potter sorting hat songs. I have Star Wars tattoos on my leg. Like, I'm to, I'm myself to a fault, but that's the only place I'd rather be. And I think I just want to surround myself with what we were saying earlier. I've got enough friends. 
But what I want though more of is I'm open to more friends and certainly when I surround myself with people where it's authentic, where it's real. And I think that's, I think, with the connection the four of us have very quickly is like, I just love like, we are very different people. Oh. But like, my God, like today we shared a card together for seven hours and like, it's just like, you're doing you, I'm doing me and there's a lot of overlap because we're just vibing off of each other's authenticity. And I think that's, that's everything. Well, like, there's I, no expectation. Like you get no. to be who you are. And it's the same thing with the members here. Like we have friends that are going to be lifelong friends. And unfortunately, their lives aren't going to be much longer than ours because they're in their 80s, right? But there's no fucking doubt that they're our friends, yeah. right? Like, you know, I had, I had a drink with a, a friend of mine the other day and he's like, Quite honestly, he's like, "Do you remember the last? Do you know the last time that my kids came out here and come had a drink with me?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." He's like, "You've come out here in the last six months twice." It's like they haven't. And I'm like, "I'm not trying to do anything other than hang out with my friend." And you know, whatever that means, I don't give a fuck what it means. It just means that like we we just want to spend our time doing what we think is important, hanging out with our friends spending time getting to hear the stories that people have to tell because especially these people who've been here a long time they have great stories about what this golf course is because we don't know but it gives us some education in terms of like everyone has a great idea of what to do in the clubhouse (laughs) yeah Everybody's a superintendent, let me tell you. I bet. Oh, well, we, we found that out about Muni Madness. <laughs> Every single one of those caddies had something to say. Well, I, mean, I remember one of the guys made the comment about the new fucking, like, the, the new shears to make the thing sharper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah the, the guy dude. in the red shirt made the comment about the, <laughs> the new like, sharpener. What the hell? Yeah. How do you know about that? But at the same time, it's like, yeah, well, it's because know. they care, too, though. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the thing. That's why this is the home course for the Bandon Caddies. Well, like, this is why they come here to play, and they don't play at the fucking resort. Because it's home, It's they can approach the owners and fucking enjoy the conversations they have with you, become friends with you guys. And, you know, Paulo's here every day. I mean, Andre's still living half the time up in Seattle and half the time here trying to run a fucking golf course. And Paulo gets to interact with these guys every day, see these guys every day, create relationships with these guys every day. And you can tell that you guys have fucking killed it with that. I mean, the the, the relationships they had with you guys tonight during Muni Madness was probably one of the... It was probably the funnest golf experience I've had. Top five golf experience I've ever had. It doesn't matter the golf course. It's golf experiences, period. Top five, easy. Well, and just to also, like, how earlier, it's like, I mean this in a good way. We were trying to have a conversation, and there was, like, six or seven people who, like, stopped you and were talking to you. And, like, our conversations over the course of, like, 20 minutes. But it's because, like, that person's like, what up? How's this? What up? But, like, that's how it should be. Because, like, 
for example, I mean, again, I'm not trying to like drive by shoot my courses, but like, I don't know who the owner of the Presidio is. Like, I don't know who any of these owners are. I and don't it's know someone you're I, never going to fucking meet like, either. I, I played the Presidio 30 times. I don't know who owns the place. I don't know who owns the You don't even know show. the general manager. No, and actually, I feel like the fucking customer people don't. I, I, I've had to get into fight them about them double, <laughs> them, 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 them double charging me when, yeah. like, they're. Like, I mean, like, I, it's been the opposite of that experience, but I just love the idea where it's like, like we're having a conversation, but like, there's people like, they, they want to come up to you, they want to say what up, they want to say, hey, to your point, the beauty of this place, yeah, we love golf, but the reason we love golf is actually like community and like, yeah, some competition. Like, our match, cool, man, it's a fucking dinner, whatever, like, it, it, whatever, but it's, it's like competition amongst friends, just, and I don't know, it's just, to really put a bow on this, y'all have just built an incredible community here. And it's every, I, I put this on our Instagram story. I said, I took a picture of Muni Mattis and I said, this is golf. Like what y'all have built is like, this is everything that golf should be. And again, there's a place for abandon. There's a place for private golf if you're into that, whatever. But like, to me, when I think about golf, y'all built it and we really appreciate being part of it. Awesome. Well, thanks. And can't wait for you guys to come back again. We'll do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully very, very soon. Yeah. Thank you, guys.